Welcome to the Occasional Adult Podcast, where we have candid conversations about all the challenges we face as we attempt adulthood and how we're only good at being adults occasionally. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm your host, Jamee. And being young-ish adults ourselves, we'll share experiences that you'll probably relate to and hopefully learn from. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get into this episode. Welcome back, guys. It's your girl, Tony, and your other girl, Jamee. And we're coming back at you with another episode. Can you guess what we're talking about today? Something that's going to make you uncomfortable. Well, yes, because that's what we always do. Today, (laughs) we are talking about comparison. Hmm. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. See, how are you already doing the side? Because I know that's a hard thing for most people. I was doing the audience side. <laughs> no. Okay. Comparison is not inherently bad, though. So by definition, comparison is a consideration or estimate of the similarities or dissimilarities between two things or people. Yes, I went and got the official uh, definition off of dictionary.com song. I mean, that's literally the definition of our podcast, comicational. Mm-hmm. So educate those folks, Tony. You're right. You're right. You're right. So the problem that most people run into when it comes to comparison, when it turns into an actual bad thing, is when they start looking for some sort of superiority or inferiority. Mm. That's when you're taking the comparison too far. And that's when that quote, that many of you have heard many a time comes into play. Comparison is the thief of joy. Go on, drop the rest of it too. (laughs) So, well, it's one quote. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how you get robbed of joy, like looking for some level of superiority or inferiority. And then the other quote is comparison is the enemy of progress. So, Jamae's referring to the fact that I'll just be combining the two quotes. Mm -hmm. Comparison is the thief of joy and the enemy of progress. So Mm -hmm. focusing on what others have takes away from what's best for you. And that's why it messed me up. And that's why y'all needed to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why it's the enemy of progress. (laughs) Because I heard the comparison is the thief of joy part. You got comfortable with that. But then when you realize you're standing in your own way, mm-hmm. that's what shifted something in me to kind of want to make a change. And I guess I'll pause right there and just, if you haven't caught on, most of our episodes are just about balance. You know, everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so too much comparison With the whole superiority, inferiority thing, bad. Too little, also probably not great because you're not motivating yourself to be a better version of yourself. Right. But we'll get into it. We'll get into it. (laughs) Yeah. And you also got to be aware of how your level of comparison is playing into your self-esteem. Insecurities. All we talk about on this show is insecurities. Oh, why does it always go back to mental health? (laughs) I mean, 
that's the whole concept of adulting. <laughs> a balanced <laughs> mess. <laughs> right. If you want to be good at adulting, then take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. Emotional, physical, and spiritual. Yeah. Otherwise, your life is just going to be a shit show. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about um, some different ways that we compare. Specifically, comparing successes. That's the normal one. So we can start there. So I know when I was talking to you about this, um, I was telling you how I always felt the need to catch up with my friends or peers, especially my college friends or peers. So if you are a religious follower of our podcast, number one, thank you. Number two, you know that I was an art major and the majority, if not all, of my friends were engineers. (laughs) So when they went to career fairs, they would get interviews, co-ops, internships, things that brought them closer to their career path and aligned with their field of study. When I would go to career fairs, I would be told... No, <laughs> we're not looking for your major. We're not, lo- even though there was two career fairs, one specifically for like engineering and STEM fields. And then the one in the spring was supposed to be for everybody else. They still didn't care. It was fine. Um, <laughs> but to fast forward that point, ultimately when I graduated, I graduated with a whole bunch of honor stoles and all of that jazz, but with no job, no prospects, and I was high-key homeless. But all of my friends, because they had all those co-ops and things, they were starting, I don't know their salaries, but engineers make some bank when they first, you know, stepping into it versus an artist. So my starting salary for my first job, even though it wasn't related to my field of study, was like 28 grand. I know most of my friends started at least 50, 60, depending on where they stay. Most of them are in the upper 90s, cracking six figures if they haven't already now. Mm. Um, So ultimately, I just feel like when it comes to career fulfillment and success, I've always been behind everyone else because I only just now got into a role that actually aligns with the things that I studied in undergrad and graduate school. And it's what, six years, seven years out of (laughs) undergrad. And y'all have been in it and you've been able to bounce around and explore different things that you like to do within your field of study. And you also know how to negotiate. (laughs) So I'm over here. Somebody offered me a freaking bonus. Like, a $200 bonus at the end of the year. I'm like, oh my God, I never got that. Or, oh my gosh, benefits. And then y'all looking at me like, no, honey, that's basic. (laughs) You need to be unlimited PTO, negotiate this, negotiate that. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) let me get my life together. (laughs) Yeah, girl, I feel it. That's a good example of when comparison is actually a good thing, a positive thing. (laughs) (laughs) i believe in transparency when it comes to salaries and things like that so if you have that transparency you compare in what you make it into what somebody else is making and you know where you are in experience 
um, job criteria and all that type of stuff. And you realize, hmm, I should be a little bit more. My Hello? benefits should be a little bit better. <laughs> than <laughs> Everything. Right. Then, you know, then it's a good thing because now, you know. Mm-hmm. Like your worth. I know my worth. It's great. I'm learning that anyway. Um, I guess I did have a bad example. It comes to my business. So for again, for those who don't know, who haven't been following um, religiously, I do have my own startup. It's called Quirk. Yay. Um, you'll learn about it probably in a later episode, so I won't spend too much time on defining what it is. But ultimately... Being an entrepreneur is the struggle bus, um, just like adulting. <laughs> so when you're over here and you see all of these other businesses who either started after you started around the same time as you or doing some really basic shit, no shade, get like all of this traction, whether it be followers, whether it be, um, I don't know, whatever the case may be, you just kind of get discouraged and I often have those points of like why am I even trying (laughs) why am I here I should just shut everything down I even get jealous of the time that I feel like people have to spend nurturing their own startups versus me who's just sitting here and can do it when I can yeah I ever I want to say every other day I want to shut it down (laughs) oh no because of that So there's the bad side of successes. I should not covet or be envious of other one, their success. I should be proud and learn from it. But, um, who, who, I mean, it's a lot, a lot easier said than done, but yeah, that's definitely a dangerous mindset to have, especially when you don't even know what it took for them to reach their level of success. You don't know what their struggles are. You that don't know part. what the pros and cons of their situation is. Right. So it's like what I said in the first episode, it does not make sense to compare your lows to somebody else's highs. Mm. Mm. Girl, like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> and it just, you got to stop doing it because it doesn't even make sense to do. Like, you comparing stuff that's not even in the same category. You're right. Apples to oranges. Or maybe rocks to oranges because they're two yeah. different things. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> if you're going to compare, then compare your high to their high. Okay, you right, because, I mean, that's what keeps it open. Like, every time I think, like, F it, I don't want to do this anymore, I see something, somebody says something, um, I realize I'm providing value to at least one person, or I look back on the previous successes um, Mm -hmm. and the amount of time that we accomplished them, and I'm like, you know what? For me to have absolutely no time to dedicate to this, I'm actually killing it. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. then I come back down to reality and I don't close my business. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad you ever closed it down. Yeah. Also, I do my best not to compare what we're doing with the podcast to other podcasts or other (laughs) other media. Because it just, like, for one, okay, so I might see P 
people that have a lot of listeners that are getting a lot of traction on their social media and stuff like that. And I'm just like, well, dang, how'd they get all that? How you do all that? How you get this big old audience? And then I remember, Tony, we just started. (laughs) You don't even know like who their audience is, who their age range is, what platforms they're using, how long they've been in the game. It doesn't make sense to compare what you're doing here with what this other person is doing over there. Yes. It's it's crazy. (laughs) I don't know if I shared this with you. So we're all going to learn something today. But when I, like when we started the podcast page and everything, and in my brain, it blew up because if you knew how long it took to get the followership that I got for, you know, Quirk versus us, like in a week, we had like the same amount of followers. That joint... I was so tight. I was like, what am I doing wrong? But then as time went on, I started to look at other podcast pages and exactly what you said. I'm like, how come we're slowing down in terms of traction? (laughs) (laughs) So see, like, it's all about perception, y'all. It does. It just depends on what you're comparing yourself to. You could be extremely successful in comparison to other people or even yourself and other things you have going on, or you can suck at life. It just depends on (laughs) if you're comparing the right things. Yeah. You really just got to compare yourself to yourself. Like I texted Jamee earlier. When did I text you? Yesterday? Sometime this week. um, (laughs) Just sending her the analytics of our latest episode and stuff like that. And I was looking at it. I was like, this is performing abnormally well. Like wow, we're we're growing. We're having people like us. We're getting yeah. more listeners. Thank you. I sent a screenshot to Jamey. I was like, "This is a lot more. This is getting a lot more downloads than we typically do for a first week release." Go <laughs> us. And it was the longer episode. Y'all better like shout out to y'all. <laughs> I was like, all these people really listen to an hour and a half episode on purpose. No <laughs> Y'all loyal. <laughs> Member appreciation or listener appreciation. <laughs> yes. So all that to say, we love all of our fellow occasional adults. Thank you for supporting us. You the best. So going back to what Jamee was saying earlier about her whole experience, um, feeling behind her friends and people in her circle being an art major and with the rest of us being engineers and all that stuff. Honey. It just makes me think of the whole, you know, keeping up with the Joneses concept Mm -hmm. and how common it is to want to be in the same place as somebody else or want the same thing that they have only because you see that they have it, not because Mm -hmm. you even want it. You just made me think of child. Like, we are just giant children running around. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Because <laughs> think about it. If you have siblings, you know this is true. And for those who are only children, if you have friends that you used to play with when you were younger, you should know this is true as well. But I'm going to put you on. So I have a little sister. Anytime I would start playing with some, here she come. <laughs> 
wanting to play with that thing or wanting to do that thing. And it's just like, bro, can I have something to myself or for myself? Like, why mm-hmm. do you have to want everything that I got going on? That's annoying. <laughs> Eventually she found her own, like in life, she start, got tired of people comparing her to me. Um, so there is mm-hmm. some outside external factors, just like my dad kind of did it to me as well. Like every time I came home from college, he'd be like, so when are you changing your major to engineering, like your friends? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it doesn't, the comparison doesn't even come from within you. It comes from external factors, whether it be what you think society said, or when you feel like you should be doing, you know, kids or marriage or whatever, like you're comparison, comparison, woo comparing yourself (laughs) to all of these other things maybe not just internally but those external factors make you think about it as well but going back to the analogy of being grown giant children it's because when we see something you know we tend to be like oh well if they can get it why can't I like I want that thing that's why Mm -hmm. representation that phrase representation matters is so mm. important, but dangerous at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, so much, <laughs> so much to cover with what you just said. I'm trying to, oh my God, I'm trying to hit it one at a time. Okay, so the external factors, because mm-hmm. flashbacks, I'm having flashbacks of when mm-hmm. my parents used to compare me to other people like family, friends, kids, like their children, or when I used to get compared to my sister and the stuff that she mm-hmm. was doing. Like, why, <sighs> parents, why are you comparing your kids to other kids? Especially, why, are, like, comparing siblings to each other? That shit is the worst. It's so unhealthy. <laughs> so unhealthy. I'm trying to remember, oh my gosh, I think I was in like middle school or maybe like early high school. And my mom, she was talking to me about something that her friend's son was doing, like, outside of school, his extracurriculars and all that stuff. He was just out here being a bad bitch, but, you know, mm-hmm. a guy. <laughs> and she was and she was telling me, like, oh, Justin, his name is Justin. Justin's doing all this stuff. He's so well-rounded and then, 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 blah, blah, blah. So what are you going to do? Mm. Are you get, you should you should be getting into things like this. Be more like Justin, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. And I'm just like, what the hell that got to do with me? That's right. congrats to him for being so well rounded. That's his prerogative. It's not mine. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm still gonna get a scholarship like you want me to because you refuse to pay for school, but also refuse for me to have <laughs> debt. So the only option was scholarship. <laughs> but you ain't got to compare me to everybody else. Right. Because every kid has their their strengths. And I think that's what the challenge was for my younger sister. Like, I was book smart. And academics came easy to me. Like, A's were just... Um, (laughs) But with her, she was more of like A, B. She was still really, really smart. And she got majority A's. But it was just kind of like you had your occasional B and I'm not saying I never got B's either but Marissa was really strong in physical 
things. That ain't me. I ain't running for nobody, okay? Um, <laughs> this girl came out the womb lifting her neck and she could do a pull-up at like fucking two, one or two. I still can't do a pull-up. So <laughs> it's just, you gotta like look at the the individual for who they are. Because it wasn't just our parents. It was um, teachers and stuff as well. So she would start the school year and they'd be like, Lucas, Lucas, oh, you're so-and-so sister. And then she'd be like, <laughs> like straight face, annoyed. Because she knew there was going to be a level of expectation from that point on that she was going to either fit into my mold or not. And she just was so tired of being in that cookie cutter. She adamantly did not apply <laughs> to A&T. Like she visited it, didn't give it one chance because she was like, I'm not going in her footsteps, period, <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of took a whole completely different track. Like she's in a STEM field. I Y'all know I'm in the creative. So we just deviated. And I'm not saying it was solely because she constantly got compared to me, but I feel like there was some level of that there. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate to your sister. Just thinking about how I used to get compared to my sister when I was in high school. Because I I started high school when she already graduated because we're four years in school. We were four years apart. Um, but she was just, I don't know. My mom used to... Um, like encouraged me to do the same types of activities that she did and put in the same type of work ethic and effort into all the things that she did. So for example, she did the debate and speech team. So I ended up mm-hmm. doing debate and speech team and I was good at it, but I only <laughs> did it because like other people expected me to do it because she did mm-hmm. it. And I was like, well, I don't, this, this is okay, but I don't like it. Hello. Like, <laughs> My sister was really into it. I was not. And I was just like, why am I? This ain't for me. I'm actually a little surprised because you like to argue. So I did. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. So I did the speech part of the debate and speech. So I did stuff like dramatic interpretation and monologues and stuff like that. I didn't Mm. really do the debate part because my sister did the speech part Mm. and again i was good at it because your girl is an actress okay but (laughs) i just was not trying to go to all these tournaments i was not trying to put in the work to memorize these monologues i did not care i was like this ain't for me and they kept trying to get me to do it and i was like i know y'all loved when ebony did it find somebody else because it won't be me Snap, snap, clap. <laughs> but going back to so going going back to adulthood. Yes. And the things that y'all be doing because you see other people do it and you don't even mm-hmm. want to do it. Too many of y'all be doing that with grad school. Mm-hmm. You decide to go to grad school and get another degree because you see that other people have done it and you think it's what you should do. Stop doing that. You know you don't need another degree. You know you don't want to go back to school. I'm just saying, this is where I'm going to plug the whole All Falls Down song by Kanye. Kanye was on, he was spitting that whole freaking song (laughs) about comparison and its effects. So if you didn't really actually listen to those lyrics, you might want to, because that major that she major in, that it don't make no money, 
but she can't drop out because her parents will look at her funny. Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because I'm telling you, they gave me such a hard time. It started to flip because Marissa went to school straight through. She did. And God bless her because I could not. She did mm-hmm. high school. Then she went to undergrad. Then she went to master's degree, like graduate school. Then she did her postdoctorate and just graduated last week. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was tired after undergrad. I was like, y'all stress me out. I knew I wanted to go to grad school, but I needed a break and I did not want it to be so unintentional, like just a whim decision. Like, oh, I'm going to go more into art because that's what I studied in undergrad. No, like I needed, this is cost money and it costs a lot of money. So I'm not just going to go into the next thing because that's what y'all think I should do. Absolutely not. Cause you said you won't pay in no bills, right? All right then. So (laughs) (sighs) I saw saw a tweet one day, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So they were saying, you know how, um, when men go through their midlife crisis, they buy some expensive shit or like buy a new car or do something that's real extreme and mm-hmm. ooh, manly. <laughs> Not <ooh>, manly. <laughs> she was saying for women, their quarter life crisis is going to grad school. And I said, oh my God, it's time for me I'm to cut their up. hair off. <laughs> well, well, that's any crisis. It ain't got to be quarter life. That's any time you're going through a crisis. Oh, I did it all. I was like getting a tattoo. Well, I didn't get a tattoo yet, but. <laughs> oh, I've had about, shit, I've had about three crises. My tattoo, first tattoo. Piercing. The first time, the one time that I colored my hair and then when I cut all my hair off. Yep. One of the two. We we have to make some type of physical change, (laughs) whether it be environmental or like (laughs) your person, your appearance. I felt I was itching to do something once I moved back to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that's really unnecessary. I was itching to get a tattoo or something. And I was like, let's calm that down. (laughs) Because you don't even know what your next tattoo would be. And you also don't know what you would want to do with your hair. Calm down. We're in a pandemic. (laughs) Stay in the house. Stay in the house. Yes. Sit your ass at home. Right. Read a book. <laughs> Go watch some Netflix and chill out. Yes, something. But I did want to touch because we started to dance on the topic, and it's around the whole external factors and it's the elephant in the room, and everyone talks about it, but y'all still have an issue with it. Mm. Why y'all be struggling with social media? You know this fake, oh. right? You can literally curate your life to be whatever you want hey. it to be perceived as. It's designed so that you can do that. Like you can archive stuff, you can post stuff at a specific time, you can do all you could put all these goddamn filters on it. Like I don't understand. You can edit yourself to death on social media. And y'all know this because you're doing it. So I don't understand why when you look at other people, you think that that's straight out of the box. Like, yeah, that does not, that don't make no sense. Why are you so pressed about what somebody is showing on social media? It is social media. It is just the highlights that they choose to share on this platform. Emphasis on choose. (laughs) 
you think you really getting an in-depth look into everything that's going on in their day-to-day life now some of them some of them you you might be because oh yeah honey some of y'all are just like full-time on this on these apps posting your every thought but most of the time (laughs) people are just showing the highlights of their life like why I I'm not gonna go on social media and post on Instagram my hardships because I'm just that's I'm not there for that. Yeah, it just y'all don't need to know my business on the app. Maybe the close friends. I used to do that. <laughs> I used to do that on Facebook, and that's the only reason I keep Facebook because Facebook memories it keeps you humble, whether it be the picture or whether it be like a, something that you posted. I was a sad high school student. I don't know what the fuck was going on with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but I I, I keep that. that comparison to humble me and to remind me of my growth. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll share some stuff like that. Um, if I feel like it'll be helpful to other people and everything. But most of the time, you just gonna get these clips of me turning up at brunch. Hello. And they might be repeats. Like, I might repost something, so it might look like I'm doing something, but I'm not. Because <laughs> I just found a memory I wanted to reshare. Right. It's summertime. You just going to see me at these festivals, on somebody's boat, on the water, and also me catching up on One Piece. Yes. And then people did that during the pandemic, too, because they couldn't go outside, so they were remembering going outside. So it looked like they was outside, but they really weren't. <laughs> so... If you need to take a social media detox, please do. Take a break, step away from your phone, log out of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever else you be on. Just take a step back. Please, because I'm telling you, I, I will curate the hell out of something. On LinkedIn especially, you will think I'm the most successful person. <laughs> like I just well, mentioned how yeah. I was... Like, well, I didn't mention I was unemployed, but at several different points in my career, I was either unemployed, homeless, or both, or on the brink of both. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, and I did tell y'all that I hadn't had very many jobs in my field to study. So if you've ever tried to apply to a job before, you know that you need 17 years of professional experience before you could get an entry-level job. So (laughs) I had to like curate my page so it looked like I had more senior or more mid-level roles so that they would consider me for stuff. And this is what I mean about just like you control your story. So if you want to look all big and bad and stuff like that, you can put that out there. It's really not hard. You know, buy a background, <laughs> you know, put your filters up, do your thing. But you do not have to fly to Fiji because somebody posted a palm tree or some shit. I don't even know if there's palm trees in Fiji. Yeah. And people are not... Girl. Oh, anyway. And people are not obligated to share their lows with you on insta on social media i don't i wish they i don't know why y'all feel so entitled to know the ins and outs of people's lives and just have that level of access on something that is not real life that don't make no sense just put the phone down child put the phone down 
So the last point in comparing successes, because Tony thinks she's fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> sorry for all the <laughs> F-bombs I'm dropping today. Um, <laughs> thinking others don't deserve their success, because sometimes they don't. But we'll talk about it. Let's argue. Go. <laughs> Why we gotta argue? Because some people don't deserve their success. Anyway. You think Hitler deserved his success? Whoa. Whoa. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. <laughs> I I didn't say that people didn't <laughs> deserve their success. I, who am I to say whether or not somebody deserves the success that they have seemingly obtained or not? That ain't my business. Somebody else's success is not my business. Unless, you know, there's somebody that I love and care about. Like, your success is my business because I'm going to celebrate your success with you. But just randoms, people I don't know, strangers, their success ain't got nothing to do with me. So then I would feel better if it said, like, thinking others don't earn their success. Like, I'm sure... Not so great people. There's a difference because if you checked all of the requirements to get said achievement or be in your position, cool. You earned it even though you are a shitbag. Whatever. I can can accept that. But do you deserve to be in that position? Like I know, for example, my mom, she's been working. So how is that different? No, you literally no, no. just said again, people don't deserve their success. If you earned it, that's fine, but you still don't deserve it. That's what you're saying. Yes, because, okay, so put it this way. If someone is more qualified for a job and someone who has less qualifications, and honestly, this doesn't go down the earned part, but so then, okay, I see your point. However... <laughs> If someone with more qualifications and is good for this said role gets passed up for a job or a position in an organization or whatever for a person with less qualifications and less experience and doesn't know what the hell he got going on, can I then say that they did not deserve that level of success? How do you know that they didn't deserve that level of success? Oh! Are, are you the hiring manager? <laughs> In this scenario, I guess I don't have to be. I'm just saying. Anything. So again, who are you to say that? Clearly, I have some growth, y'all. Because mm. mm. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out like how we can help the audience with this. Because you're not alone. There's people just, who I've seen not be like, you don't deserve that shit. It's just hard to separate the character of a person, I guess, and their work ethic from their status or whatever they're achieving. So it's very difficult when there is someone who steps into a role that requires them or is literally part of the criteria to be a good person or to have a good character Mm -hmm. and you don't. Again, I see how that can be more subjective than objective. 
I mean, I completely understand what you're saying. It's just, that is an interesting debacle because the people who have given them this success don't necessarily know that about their character, right? Okay. Like We think that they don't deserve the success because there are things that we know or that we feel about who they are as a person. But our perception of who somebody is is not everybody else's perception. Mm-hmm. And that's not actually who they are. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. That did help. And even that did help. if they are, yeah, and even if they are a piece of shit, <laughs> that doesn't mean that they didn't work hard for the success that they've achieved. Fair. They're not the villain in everyone's story. And then there's that thing on social media that's been playing religiously on several different backgrounds, but it's just like the me who other people see and the me that I think I am are not the same person. It's just very <laughs> ethereal, but um, it makes sense um, from a psychological standpoint too. They're, they always talk about like the seven me's I don't have a reference for you, so just Google that. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we'll drop it in the um, resources if y'all are actually interested. But it's the notion that there are seven perceptions of you. So mm-hmm. with all of those different identities, you're just trying to figure out who your holistic self is. And I guess I have some terrible perceptions <laughs> Mm-hmm. of other folks but I need to provide more grace because I myself am not the hero in everyone's story I would like to think that I'm just a regular citizen um <laughs> in everybody's story same but some people probably think I'm a you know just just a pedestrian <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yes you, you got, everybody is a villain to at least one person Mm -hmm. it's probably it goes back to your point about intent versus impact (laughs) we can argue again if you want (laughs) we don't got time (laughs) let's move on let's move on okay wonderful wonderful so another way that people compare things situations people or whatever is through comparing struggles Hmm. Why y'all comparing hardships anyway? What? Why <laughs> are you in competition to see who has it worse? That is weird. That is strange. <laughs> what? What do you have to gain from that? Pity. But <laughs> mm. I, I guess. I guess. Like, why do you want to win that competition? Hell, I want I want to beat you. Like, I mean, not beat you. I want to lose that competition. I want to have no struggles so that I cannot compete with you. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that's what you said. Some people are looking for pity or, well, maybe not pity. Maybe they're looking for some sort of sympathy or they have a woe is me attitude. So, there's mm. that. Or just the fact that they may be invalidating somebody else's struggle. Like they don't see some an, another person's struggle as 
a real struggle, even though a struggle is a struggle. Just because my struggle don't look like your struggle doesn't mean it's a, not a struggle. Mm-hmm. I call it first world problems <laughs> versus, I guess, third world. No, I don't think any of us have third world problems for the most part, anyway. Can't speak for everyone, but depending yeah. on where you're listening from. <laughs> if you're listening right. to this, you probably don't have third world problems. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say it is kind of hard being the person with, quote unquote, the lesser struggle, for lack of a better term, because you just kind of feel bad. Uh, I don't know. When I was like growing up, I came from a stable home, two-parent households, didn't really want for anything, um, got all of my needs covered and damn near all of my wants. Like, So it is what it is, um, but the friends that I had or that were closer to me were not as fortunate or I won't even say fortunate, but just live different lifestyles because whether it be their parental situation or how they were growing up or their home environment or their mental state, whatever the case may be, it just kind of put me in a position where I started to feel guilty that I couldn't relate to them on that level. Mm -hmm. And then when you try to relate to them on that level, or like give some level of sympathy or understanding, then some of them would have misconceptions that they were like a charity case. Cause I'm pretty sure majority of my friend groups been through something serious. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a little uncomfortable, I'll say. Yeah, that's real. It's just it's so interesting because you don't actually know what another person is going through mm-hmm. and you don't like just be like I said earlier just because their hardship doesn't look like your hardship it doesn't mean that it's not a hardship because I grew up um I guess in a similar manner I wouldn't say stable <laughs> stable is a word I grew up in a, I didn't want for anything like middle class mm-hmm. home and my parents were together. So <laughs> to other people, I'm sure it looked like I didn't have any worries. I didn't have a care in the world. But growing up in that household was actually hell because mm-hmm. I love both my parents. They're great parents. But that marriage was awful. Mm. It was absolutely terrible. It was, I, man, we gonna have to, we gonna have to save the details for another episode, child, because we ain't got time in this episode. (laughs) They took choosing violence to a whole nother level. (laughs) Yes. From both parties, the verbal and physical and mental, um, altercations if you will were a lot and I can't I can't ignore the impact that it had on my 
mental state, mm. you know, like growing up in that and also leaving and going to college after that and worrying about what would happen when I was away from home to not to like keep them under control <laughs> and also yeah. constantly being placed in the middle of some of those situations. Which is not your responsibility. Right. It's so I think that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I guess what you just said, like you just don't know what people are going through. And I always felt bad. Not that I was trying to catch up and when it came to struggles. Um mm-hmm. but I do know that it was like a comparison thing. For example, everyone in fifth grade had glasses, so I literally would sit in front of the TV to ruin my eyesight so that I could get glasses. <laughs> yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> they didn't make fake glasses back then, uh, or if they did, my parents won't get them for me. But now, I'd hate to say this, but I feel like, in a way, I've quote unquote caught up in terms of. Struggle because college was rough. It was rough. Um, (laughs) And even though I might not have had the same experiences as my friends, I can have some level of empathy, but majority sympathy when it comes to what they went through in that mental state. Like I can only imagine what it was like going through that as a child but I know what it's like as a adult and how you deal with it or a adolescence. Cause I feel like in college, you're still growing. You don't know who the hell you are. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like that whole balance, especially when you're dealing with people who feel like when you try to relate to them, you're either pitying them or trying to take the spotlight off of them that whole I've, I've been more intentional about saying I can sympathize with you but I might not be able to empathize and that's really just me saying I can understand what you're going through to an extent and I feel for you and I'm sorry and I want let me know yeah. how I can support you rather than saying oh I know exactly what you went through because I don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rather than saying, I understand how you feel. That's, oh, yeah. that's not always, that is not always the best response, guys. Don't tell and, me that. Right. It like, when somebody says that, we know that they mean well. It's just not landing the way you think it will. It's not doing what you want it to do. Because if you think about it, this way, if you are a pregnant woman or have ever been pregnant and somebody who has never been pregnant or can't even get pregnant tells you they know how you feel <laughs> when you're going through that, you might, you probably want to slap them. <laughs> or my favorite analogy, because it really grinds my gears, is when someone says, oh, I know what you're going through because I have a Black friend or I have a Black female friend or... <laughs> Like, I get it. Or they try to compare it to something that's completely unrelated. (laughs) And you're just like, girl. No. Like how most people are trying to say the whole, like the vaccine thing. You know how everybody's trying to force, quote unquote, force people to get vaccinated. 
And now everybody's like, oh, now I understand what women are going through with reproductive rights. Honey. Honey. Child. What? Yeah, people making that comparison right now with the whole uh, possible overturning of the Roe versus White. I'm not going to get into that because I read a whole, whole thread yesterday that really made me hot. Like, just really made me hot. It was uh, an 11 year old had been raped and got pregnant and they were, it was just, I'm not getting into it, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Like, you don't know what that's like. So don't sit up here and try to pretend that you understand that girl's struggle. Man. Oh man. Oh man. You brought up an interesting point though, about the whole, (laughs) I understand because I'm a black friend thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't wish somebody would say that to me. But oh my gosh, I feel like that—that's an important conversation around allyship and mm. people claiming to be an ally. So I personally don't think that people outside of the community should declare themselves an ally to that community. So, like for example, people within the gay and queer community. I would like to think that I'm an ally, right? But I'm not going to mm-hmm. declare myself an ally. I feel like those within that community should be able, should determine for themselves if I'm an ally. Mm, you're invited to the cookout. I understand. I hate that phrase, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be inviting too many people to the cookout all willy-nilly. Yeah, you do. And they can't even make mac and cheese. You got them bringing cups to the dang cookout. They're actually not invited if they're only bringing cups. <laughs> Just bring some liquor, child. Just bring some liquor. <laughs> but yeah, my my actions and the safe space that I am creating for those within the community, in my mind, should display that I am an ally. And they should be able to make that decision for themselves if they they want to acknowledge me as that or not. Like that's not, I don't think that's my place to declare Mm. myself an ally. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. For me, I think what I'm hearing you saying is don't talk about it, be about it. Everybody is so concerned about making sure people see their actions or are aware of or acknowledge, that's the word I'm looking for, acknowledge their actions or their quote unquote allyship or whatever analogy you want to put it in there. But if you just focus on being a good person or being an ally, then that'll naturally occur. That's the perception that you're giving off. So that's what people should hopefully receive. If not, then they will critique you, give you that feedback. And then it's up to you to make those changes rather than you throwing it in your, their faces and being like, no, I, I shopped at said black owned store or whatever (laughs) so now i'm down with the brown (laughs) it's ill anyway especially (laughs) because there's always going to be things for me to learn as somebody who does not exist within the community because again i'm not gonna understand because i've never been in that position i ain't never won a coochie in my life i have never questioned my gender identity like Mm -hmm. i there's certain struggles that i just do not understand 
because I haven't been in that situation. I haven't felt those feelings. There's only some things that I can understand, but I'm like, I'm like, you know how you say you're vegan adjacent all the time? (laughs) Yes. I'm like bisexual adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to like pronouns and all that other stuff, I'm like, (laughs) so I definitely have some growth to do um, there. So you'd have no argument from here when it comes to being be an ally and then let other people tell you or act like Mm -hmm. an ally and like let other people tell you that you are being an ally (laughs) yeah yeah because you know my awkward ass i'm like oh yeah she oh oh is that your pronoun are you am i okay did i disrespect you i'm so sorry i'm i'm so yeah i'm just and now you feel weird (laughs) i'm just a fucking weirdo i can't Oh, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, Okay, so let's get into how to adult. So for this episode, we're going to talk about how to overcome the comparison struggle. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned this at the top of the episode, but comparison is not all bad. So how do you find the right balance? (laughs) So surrounding yourself with people that challenge you or that motivate you to be a better version of yourself, I feel as though is a healthy version of comparison. We kind of talked about it, how I'm surrounded by people, even though they're in different career fields, they have better salaries, better benefits, better negotiation skills than I do. So I surround myself with these folks so I know what's possible so that I know when I step into a role, okay, these are the things I need to be thinking about so that I can negotiate those things as well or just get better. Or going back to the notion of representation matters, filling your social media with things that like goals you have for yourself so if you mm-hmm. want to travel, um, I th- one person that I follow is Katrina, like Katrina Warren. She just opened up a whole business on that. She like backpacked around the world for less than $500 or something oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me go to her Instagram because she's been to how many countries now? It's a lot. <laughs> she's doing so many amazing things. Like she's literally traveled the world and was able to take like a hiatus from work. Like she had the financial stability enough to take a hiatus from work for I think like six months or a year. Forgive me if I'm telling your story wrong, Katrina, but that was amazing to me. And I think that level of comparison that inspires you and doesn't discourage you or makes you feel insecure so that you are going to go do something, that's what you're looking for. Like the inspiration and the motivation and the in the encouragement, not the things that you feel motivated out of negative feelings. Absolutely. I just I just looked at her page. It's 35 plus countries. Sheesh. Jesus. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> right. So she she is one of the people that I see and I'm just like goals. So exactly what you're saying. Like these people inspire me I don't see what they're doing I don't see their success and feel any type of anger or like 
damn, I want what you have. It's like, Mm -hmm. you are just inspiring me to get to a similar type of place. Or like, you're inspiring me to go after the things that I want in life. Mm -hmm. It's still, damn, I want what you have, but it's not, (laughs) damn, I suck. (laughs) I need to get what you have. (laughs) Exactly. Looking at what you're doing is not having any impact on my self-esteem. At all. If anything, it's like, it's better for my self-esteem. It's increasing that. Yes. I also follow like a lot of financial pages as well to like, and I have like a, I, I have a financial advisor, but I also um, am a, like one of my colleagues is a financial advisor and she literally left her job so that she could do that full time. Um so I follow her page and she just gives a lot of tips about being debt free or how to get to that point because she has done it herself and like mm-hmm. within a family dynamic as well. So even though I don't have a family, I know eventually I would want one. So seeing how she manages her finances doesn't make me look at my financial situation and be like, dang, I'm I'm effing up right now. It's just like, this is where I need to be aiming for when I get to that point, like having that level of awareness, <laughs> looking mm-hmm. ahead. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's good. I do. I do something similar with um, the vegan influencers, I guess, that I follow. Mm-hmm. And also the the fitness people, because I've been trying to be more consistent with actually eating consistently plant-based and also getting back into working out regularly the way that I used to. So again, social media, it's all about curation. So Mm -hmm. I have curated the things that I see online to be the things that I like eventually want to be in life. Yeah. Cause I told y'all whatever episode it was, I'm trying to be a slim, thick, bad bitch. (laughs) So I'll be following the other slim, thick, bad bitches that post their workouts in the gym. That's and I follow vegan people that are making really delicious seasoned vegan seasoned. food. <laughs> oh, don't forget that part. It doesn't exist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes. That's how I feel about Black Girls Poll. I that is my guilty pleasure. I live on that page. The algorithm puts their stuff on my page all of the time. One day your girl will be able to have the strength (laughs) to hold herself up and spin around something like plank sideways on a pole. You just wait. You wait on it. I'm going to be there. I believe in you. We're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. (laughs) Um, Okay. So another way to overcome the comparison struggle is by acknowledging the trade-offs or... Mm -hmm just the differences between whatever your situation is and another situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you said it best when you were talking about not compa- making sure you're not comparing your lows to someone else's highs or yeah. vice versa. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let me see if I got an example. So, okay. So for example, I have a friend, we gonna call him Frank. So that <laughs> I love y'all not, <laughs> So that y'all not knowing all his business. But Frank recently bought a house, I think in 2020. Oh, I know who Frank is. Yeah. <laughs> so 
eventually I want to get a house, right? But I'm not looking to get a house right now. It, it's kind of hard, though, sometimes when you see everybody buying a house and starting this chapter of their lives and everything you like know? that. But then you remember, that's really not for me <laughs> right now at this current point in time with these housing rates, with this mm-hmm. <laughs> with this inflation, market. in this economy. <laughs> Do not buy a house right now. And if you are, yeah, do not buy a house right now. So if I just think about like the trade-offs in our situation, right? Like we both live in Maryland, but where he lives in Maryland is different from where I live in Maryland. Also different from where I want to live in Maryland. Like he lives closer to the Delaware side. I ain't trying to be up there. (laughs) I'm not trying to be up there. And also he had different resources and was able to save a little bit differently in terms of like saving for a house because he lived with his parents up until the point that he bought the house i ain't do that for in my mind for me personally that would be a trade-off because again i love my parents but if i were (laughs) if i were to live with them for you know the sake of saving money it would come at the cost of me having a peaceful living environment I was just about to say, oh, peace. <laughs> right. That's fair. So for me, that would be a trade-off and it's it just would not be worth it to me. Mm-hmm. So you got to acknowledge stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The only reason I have a house is that exact reason. I didn't move in with my parents, but I moved in with my sister and my parents. I just like benefited from the fact that they were supporting her whole life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to pay any rent, even though I told them I would pay half of it. They were like, no, we've been doing it. So whatever. So I was able to stack six months worth of rent. And that's what the only reason I was able to buy a house. So. Six months. I know that's right. It was oh, blessings. It was blessings. Mm. <laughs> but I, if I had to move back home or do something like that, your girl would still be in the apartment. Okay. Yeah, I I definitely feel that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last point that I can think of is defining what success and or happiness looks like for you. Drops mic. <laughs> <laughs> because when you do that, it gives you clarity on what's actually important for your journey. Mm-hmm. Let me say it again. Your journey. So you can acknowledge that other people's success and their happiness are completely irrelevant to what you got going on. None of what they are doing falls within the priorities of what success looks like for you. Right. And I think you have to, I'm trying to find the right way to say this because I don't want y'all to go down a rabbit hole, but I would bring it down a level so that it's a little bit more granular. Um, So if you say your goal or success and happiness looks like financial freedom to you, not everybody defines financial freedom as being debt-free or, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to travel (laughs) or not having to work your whole life or retiring at 45. So 
what does financial freedom, if that is your goal, mean to you? Because if you don't know and you hop on social media or you're looking at all of these external factors and you turn around and every two seconds somebody is, you know, making a shit ton of money off of Bitcoin or something crazy, you're like, oh, I need to invest in this thing because these other people are doing it so that I can get to my goal faster. And that might not be the case because... Mm-hmm. investments are not fun um that was like a complete tangent but i was just trying to <laughs> i don't like investments it's scary um but i'm trying to learn so i can be better but you just have to figure out what these different things means to you like if travel's on your list do you literally have to travel every single day every month every quarter whatever that looks like for you to be happy because when you turn around and your whole feed is people on vacations, it looks like everyone's traveling all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good example, actually, because that's that's one of my my things, like what success and happiness looks like for me. Part of that is having the freedom and flexibility to travel mm-hmm. when I want. So this may change when but you right want. Now I've yeah. So <laughs> I, I right now I've defined it as being able to go on vacation out the country at least once a year. Some of y'all might be trying to do that every single month. God bless you. And do you need someone like I'm looking for a sponsor? So if you need someone to talk to, <laughs> you want to go on a trip, I go on a trip with you. <laughs> yeah. So you know. That's going to look all grand and spectacular to me or to somebody else, somebody traveling like monthly, going out the country all the time. But when you really think about it and what makes sense for you, that's not even what you need or want. Mm -hmm. Because traveling for work versus traveling for pleasure are two different things. (laughs) Okay. Right. Because at that point, it'll just get overwhelming. I'm not interested in that. I'm going to leave that where that lays because. <laughs> okay. So let's Be get into the cheat codes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the cheat codes. What you got? What you got, Maybach? Okay. So my mom used to say this all of the time. Um, if you are the smartest person in your group, you need to find a new group. <laughs> I always thought that was so harsh, (laughs) but it doesn't necessarily have to be smartest, but ultimately the saying just means if you are in an environment where you're not being challenged by the people that are around you, so that healthy level of comparison that we were talking about, you probably want to find a new group because chances are the folks that are in that circle are comparing themselves to you and not everybody is for you. So them haters, them haters could be putting that negative, I guess, ideology in your brain. Like, oh, why do you want to be debt free? Why are you doing this? You're doing way too much. Oh, you went off to college and you think you're just smarter than everybody else. Like that is not good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you need to surround yourself with like-minded people, but those who will challenge you in a positive way. Um, Yeah, I want to be careful because I want like-minded people, but I don't want you to go make a homogeneous group of friends because that's not growth either. (laughs) 
Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because there are there are people out there who think their friend group they equate like having a friend group to having a networking group. Like all your relationships should be solely about what they can do for you in your career oh, no. or your job, your business, stuff like that. And it's like, dude, you don't just you can just enjoy somebody's company. Time and company. Yeah. yeah. Calm down. <laughs> so that is my cheat code. Just make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good people. That's a good one. Okay. Mine is record your achievements Mm. your achievements um the things that bring you joy anything i guess that like increases your serotonin level (laughs) start recording those things start taking note of those things and at the i was gonna say at the end of the year but we can even make it more simple than that like do it month to month and at the end of the month look back at these lists of things all your achievements, your successes, and the things that have made you happy, and just realize how good you really got it. Mm-hmm. When you focus on what you're doing and your journey and all the good things that are happening in your life, you realize that the grass is already green where you are. Because the grass is green where you water it. Exactly. See, okay, honestly, some of y'all will be fine if you just listen to the As Told by Ginger theme song. <laughs> I can't sing, so... <laughs> I ain't finna sing it. Y'all don't need to... I'm not gonna do that to y'all. But let me... Um, let me see. I pulled up the lyrics earlier so I can remember. Macy Gray says, Someone once told me the grass is much greener on the other side. And then she paid a visit. And she possibly missed it. It mm. seemed different, yet exactly the same. Hello. I ain't finna read all the lyrics out to you, but all that, that to say, let's, uh, listen, spoken word, go off poet. <laughs> all that to say, at the end, she said, from where I'm standing, my grass is green. It's already green over here. So keep that in mind. Go listen to the song. Go watch As Told by Ginger. That was a masterpiece. <laughs> Simple pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> So the cheat codes are <laughs> go listen to us told by Ginger's theme song and cancel all your friends. No, I'm just kidding. Not cancel all your friends. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Okay. That's all we have for today. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I hope you stop comparing yourself to other people because it's unnecessary. Don't do it. Jamie, you got anything else to add? Finger wag. I'm finger wagging. <laughs> Oh my god, okay.